tuned in to the Coach V Show. Welcome to the Coach V Show, your show for personal development with expert insights and interviews to help you, me, and we work to be our best and live our best life. And also offering to you for your consideration life lessons, success frameworks, and behavioral models so that you can consider to add to your life, add to your business, add to the achievement, dreams, hopes, and aspirations that you want for you and those that you love. Where iron sharpens iron, together we rise. And on here on Island City, on Facebook Live and my YouTube channel, the Coach Villiami YouTube channel. Please subscribe, like, comment, tell me what it is that you like, what it is that you think I missed and I need to be asking my guests and we could just correspond from there. But thank you so much to everybody that's listening in. And I am so excited for the impactful and empowerment that is about to take place here on the Coach V Show as we feature Brother McCann L. Utu here on the Coach V Show. Brother McCann is a devoted Christian and comes from a large Samoan family, which he adores his culture. McCann was born in American Samoa and raised in the LBC in California and found his way to Plano, Texas. And he planted roots there with his family. Earlier in McCann's life, an opportunity presented itself where McCann played college football at APU, Azusa Pacific University, as an opportunity also presented is now he transferred in 1987 and was a freshman and walked on um, at the University of Arizona in 1988 through 1992. After college, McCann used his experience with personal training and massage therapy to launch an incredible business in corporate massage and fitness, relaunched a nationwide mobile massage company from 1996 to 2016. And on April 8th, 2016, McCann experienced the darkest day in his life, where his entire family with his two precious sons and their mother had been murdered by his older son, McCann Utu Jr., due to two major concussions leading to his traumatic brain injury and the deadly effects of prescription drugs from antidepressants while playing basketball at Plano West Senior High School. McCann has endured the pain and hardship for the past few years to fight back and continue his journey by finding his purpose in life. He managed to turn his pain into something positive. Today, McCann has renewed his hope and purpose in the Forex trading market and launched a social media campaign in December of 2019 with two other co-founders. The name of the nonprofit organization is called Tell My Story Challenge. The mission and goal is to normalize the stigma in mental health, as well as raising the awareness of mental health from a preventative approach. Participants share a short 30 to 40 second a video on how they cope with their mental stress and their mental approach. And also to give others the opportunity to help those who are struggling with their own mental health. The hope is that we'll start to talk about their own coping mechanisms to help others, but also give people an outlet to see that they are not alone. 
as also they have a way to get help. He is also moving back to his homeland of American Samoa to pursue his Samoan culture of serving his family and community through the Samoan chief system, as well as pursuing his political dreams to running for American Samoan congressman. Island City family and Coach V Show, we are honored and pleased to feature tonight this Mana Motivation Monday here on Island City, Brother McCann Utu. Brother McCann, welcome to the Coach V Show. Thank you, Coach V. Thank you for having me. Appreciate uh, making the time to welcome here. Oh, Look man, my, my, my pleasure. Uh, we have been in a fellowship for almost a handful of years now. Uh, ever since we connected and we have talked about this opportunity and I do feel we're still going to get in studio on Hollywood Boulevard at Dash Radio with the Island City Media Group family but I was just going we need to get you in before the radio station opens up so thank you so much for coming in and being on the show McCann and affording us and the Island City family an opportunity to really feature your story to inspire and empower others. So McCann, tell us your Genesis story. Where does it start? Where were you born? I've alluded to it already, but specifically from you and your vantage point, tell us your story, brother McCann. Thank you. Well, uh, started in American Samoa, I left in 1977. Uh, from there, I was at, uh, landed in Seattle, Washington. And uh, when I got there, I thought that my family did, lived at the Space Needle because they used to send us stuff there, you know, gadgets. And when I got there, I was disappointed that they didn't live at the Space Needle. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I woke up and finally realized that's not really uh, where they live. So from there, um, I moved down to Long Beach, uh, California. My uh, auntie that I lived with passed away. So um, I ended up, um, you know, in Polynesians, we ended up going to our families, uh, uncles and aunts. So my dad's brother lived in Long Beach, and that's where uh, it started, you know, junior high, and then went to a high school called Banning High School, which mm -hmm. was a power of football. As you know, that Banning and Carson was in the 70s, the 80s. They were powerhouse. And uh, my senior year, we were the number one high school in the nation, the wow. state of California, and also, uh, you know, the city of Los Angeles. So, you know, from there, um, I took that and uh, I went to Azusa Pacific and uh, decided to go there where Christian Okoye uh, played. At. In fact, when I got there, he was leaving to the Kansas City Chiefs. So right. I got to meet the guy. But uh, from there, um, I went in the army because I, I was on partial scholarship uh, and Azusa is a private school. So I decided to go in there to get some money for to help pay for my college. So I went in, took my boot camp, AIT, came back out four months later and decided uh, that I was going to move away to Arizona. My roommate at that time uh, from um, when I was at Azusa was from Arizona. And he told me, McCann, you're too good to play here, man. You need to go over there and walk on. They take a lot of walk-ons to Arizona. So when I got back, I got a truck, uh, threw my bags in the bag and drove to Arizona. And uh, there is when I started. Uh, I was playing under Dick Tomey, as you, the late Dick Tomey. Rest mm -hmm. in peace. Great coach. He loves Polynesians. And I tell you, he was an awesome coach. And uh, and then from there, basically, um, I was there for until 94. 
and uh, a friend of mine and uh, that I was working with at the time, we were actually, uh, well, here's a story about my college. And during that time, I walked on Arizona. So I also needed some money. I needed a job. So basically, I became um, an exotic dancer. So a male dance review. So Say that again. People, you uh, were an exotic dancer. That, that's right. So I, I'm dancing. That's right. Back then, I had a great body. Was I was young, so you know, I figure I got to figure out a way to eat and survive. I, you know, my family couldn't really support me. I mean, they try, but you know, you got to pay bills. So at that so, time, so this is the first time ever that the Coach V Show has had an exotic dancer on the show. I see you, McCann. Well, that was a long time ago. That was a long time. Ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Primary, but, so. Yeah, but I've seen some of the pictures, man. You looked awesome, brother. Real talk. You did. Yeah, you know, God, I, I was blessed with the body. And uh, I just say, okay, God, I got to take, I got to use what you gave me. So, um, but uh, yeah, I basically, uh, during that time, I was traveling after college. And uh, I finally got on scholarship. So uh, when I got on scholarship, the coach told me, said, now you can't dance anymore. So I stopped. Uh, <laughs> right, right. But after, but after college, I ended up going back to it because I'm like, okay, what do I do now? So uh, a friend of mine that we danced, we were going down to, uh, we were going down to uh, Florida for spring break. So we just got in the car, car, drove down there. And on our way there, we would stop at bars and, and, and compete at these, you know, uh, hot body contest and I, I would win, you know, so yeah, yeah, it funded yeah. our trip all the way there. So I was already an entrepreneur at that time, you know, and uh, so we, we got to Dallas and we went to this cowboy bar and man, I looked around, the girls were beautiful, but they were nice, not just beautiful, but they were, the people were nice. So I said, my friend, man, I like this, you know? So we drove down to uh, Florida for a spring break party there, came back, stopped by that same bar in Dallas, and uh, and we partied there again, man. I was like, I really, really like that. We met some girls. And uh, so when I got to uh, back to Tucson, I told my buddy, man, I'm packing my bags. I'm leaving. So that's when I met, uh, that's when I left uh, Tucson in 94, and I've been in Plano ever since. And, uh, you know, that's where I started my life there, and I met uh, – you know, my uh, my my wife at the time, Stacy Fawcett, and uh, I actually met her at the bar here. She came in there and she was uh, basically her and her friends were just cut uh, killing time for to the next club. But they were going to. And when she walked in, um, Coach B, she uh, her friend or she told her friend, man, I was on one of the stages. Right. And she right, goes, right. Uh, I like that guy. You know, he's cute. So. Next thing I know, her friend comes over and say, hey, uh, McCann, uh, well, she say that my girlfriend uh, wants a table dance, you know? So I said, okay. So I go over there and talk to her. She at the bar. And the whole time I was dancing, Coach B, um, she wasn't even looking at me. She was so shy. And I was like, oh, this, and she was beautiful. Stacy was a beautiful girl and she was beautiful inside and out. So, um, you know, that's how I met her and uh, we started our life and, uh, that, the next, you know, that's and basically that's that's uh, how I ended up in Texas or Plano, Texas. So, but uh, I love it here. I mean, Texas, you know, as you know, is a great place. They love football, and uh, the people is great. They're great here, and the cost of living. So, I found uh, uh, I found that Texas was a good place for me to live and to raise my family. Man, that's what a story. American Samoa to 
figuring out your family doesn't live in the Space Needle, getting shocked, right? <laughs> <laughs> Going to Seattle and then uh, playing at Banning, um, you know, one of, one of the Banner uh, programs still, they still get talent. Um, the, the, the level of competition in SoCal football is absolutely amazing, but to play at a place like Banning, be a number one ranked team in the country. Let's start with the life lessons there, McCann. What are some life lessons that you learned through football Right. And then because I see how you grind, uh, be able to be really resilient with all that you faced, which we haven't even gotten to yet. But what, what were the life lessons that you learned from uh, uh, Coach Torman and then also football and coming from American Samoa to a new country? And then, you know, I, I know that uh, Samoa is an American province and part of the American, you know, government system and all that. But it's still a, a culture shock and change. Talk about some of those life lessons and having to learn how to change, adapt, and some life lessons from football, please, McCann. Yeah, so, you know, uh, Banning, uh, let's start there. The coach, uh, uh, Chris Ferragamo, he's a legend. You know? Yeah, yeah. Chris Ferragamo's uh, older brother. And I tell you, the the these coaches can make a difference in the young man's life. Right. And I was fortunate to, to play under a great coach. Um, this, this coach just taught us a lot about ourselves, about working hard, about just persistent. And it just, uh, it helped, it really helped shape me to become the, the man that I've, I've become right now. But mm -hmm. I really believe football has saved my life, Coach V. And right. I, I think it, it, I could, I mean, I went to a, a school that, I mean, there's a lot of gangs there in LA, you know, right. uh, Wilmington, California. I mean, I've seen it all day when I go to school, but uh, because football was there, that that's where I gravitated. It kept me busy. It kept me mm -hmm. from getting out of, you know, having all this time in my hands. So I, I really believe it saved a lot of guys that, that could have gone the other way. So uh, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that uh, having football taught me a lesson about working hard, being persistent, don't give up, you know. So even today, you know, that uh, attitude or that was ingrained in me and in that and doing football. And it's become my life, uh, you know, my life a road to pursue success and, 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 and looking at what goals that I want to attain. So it, I think I really believe football has been like one of the foundation of, of my life. And then from there to Arizona, you know, well, actually went to um, uh, Azusa, Coach Milhan. He was another great, great Christian church, uh, uh, university, learned a lot there, same principle. You know, as the, these coaches, I mean, they become – a uh, very essential part of, of, of young man's life. And I believe that uh, that's what helped me. And then from there, coach, you know, coach told me the Arizona, one of the greatest coaches of all time there too. I mean, what he loved the Polynesian kids and it really helped me to be accepted in there where I felt I was needed. So it, it, it was a family. It, it helped me to, to have that family that I that I needed that when I left Samoa, you know, my parents were there. And basically now we're here, we we have to adjust to finding a place for we can belong. And uh, football has really saved my life, coach. And I'm thankful for that even today. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so you graduate from from college, or you finish your your career at <clears throat> U of A. You pack up your bags, Plano, Texas. You meet your wife. Your wife and her girlfriend paid you for a freaking table dance, right? What an introduction. Uh, you guys fall in love and, and we're in Plano, Texas. What happens next? Well, well, I, um, you know, I was, you know, at that time, I was actually dating somebody at the time. And, right. you know, so I told her she gave me her number and I got, you know, gave her my number. But when that relation didn't go well, I said, OK, I'm, I'm calling Stacy up. So I did. And that's where it started. And I was still working at the uh, at, at the, the club I was at and, and, and check this out. The, the way I got the job wasn't just my looks and, but it's all about relationship and connection. So the general manager was a U of a Arizona alumni. So <laughs> when he found out that play, man, I was in, I was in because to get into that club is called a bear. So I, it's still there, but uh, you, you gotta, you, you, you know, it's political. It's, it's, uh, it's what you know, it's who you, I mean, it's who you know, you know? So right. um, I was able to get in right that. And I worked my way with another gentleman that we came in at the same time. And we had to work our way to get to the prime time uh, state. And we heard him and I, I'm sorry, him and I ended up helping each other. So I did a Samoan at, and he did a Top Gun at, and basically helped each other. And eventually him and I became like the, you know, the we got in prime time. And my buddy and I, we became very successful at it. So, so from there, when I met Stacy, I realized that, you know, um, it, it was time to leave that that uh, that lifestyle. So I ended up going to say, I've got to figure out something that I enjoy doing. So I ended up going to get my personal training license and started training people. So I went to Cooper Institute here in Dallas. It's a famous place here for aerobics. Got my license, uh, my certification. And then I started training people. When I started training people, they would be like, oh, I'm, I hurt. I'm, I need, you know, I'm sore. I need a massage. So I ended up like, you know what? I'm going to get my massage license. So I got my license. And then, then I realized I one client I was able to get two income from, you know, stream of income. So I was selling a package of personal training, package of, uh, uh, of massage, uh, you know, sessions. Boom, one client. So... I, be, I started just becoming this, this businessman that uh, it, it just, it was natural. It was natural for me, uh, coach. So from there, I ended up realizing that I can only do so much by myself. So right, I started right. thinking, you know what? I, I can hire people. I can contract. So I ended up contracting their massage therapists and personal training. So I ended up just getting to start this business called Corporate Massage and Fitness and started going after corporations, apartment communities. You know, a lot of these apartments now, they're nice. You know, they have all the facilities in there, and but they don't have a personal trainer. They don't have anybody to help some of their residents. So I got into that market and built a really successful business. And then from there, I started to say, you know what? I'm going to focus on one thing and be the best at it. I heard that from, from people out there. It's like, find one good thing that you're good at and be the best at it. So I say, you know what? I, I know that personal training was saturated, but massage industry was kind of, you know, back in the 96, 97, it was still kind of new in a way. So I ended up developing a mobile massage, nationwide mobile massage business and just focus on massage. And I found my niche. I was able to do conventions and trade shows, 
corporation sports events, you know, um, basically just mobile service and basically provide different therapists and based on the, you know, the days and how many people we can take care of. And these are like 15, 20 minute neck and shoulder massages. So, you know, I felt that I believe that at that time, I knew that I can maximize my time and, and also maximize my effort by, instead of me doing it by myself, I'll have 20 therapists doing it and then basically made money off all of them. So I was developing this skill set early and I've learned a lot and I've, you know, it's any business, there's highs and lows. And, uh, and then by the 2016, that's when everything happened. That's when my family, and that's when I, you know, it just kind of threw me off and it was the darkest day of my life. So I had to reset my mind and kind of needed some time to rethink about my life and where I was at at that time. And it was the darkest time in 2016. And in fact, today, April 8, 2020, 21 right now, marks the five year of uh, since my family's passed. So it's been a tough road, but you know, I'm still, I'm still standing, you know, and uh, I think a lot of my early, you know, with football and with my life, the things that I've gone through has helped me to get to, to this place. Yep. So we're doing a pre-recording and before, before this day happened um, five years ago, right? It's been how many years now? Five years, correct? Five, five as we're recording this on the anniversary of that, let's talk about you and Stacy getting married, had your first kid, McCann Jr., right? And then you had, let's talk through that and then we'll get to, you know, that dark day and how it's impacted you. What, what was that like? So you met her and then you guys got married, bought a house, just talk us through that part. Yeah. So, so this is a funny thing. When I first, when I, when um, Stacy and I were were dating, we're courting and uh, you know courting each other. But uh, I told her, you know, whoever goes with me to Samoa and get my tattoo, whoever girl goes with me, I'm gonna marry that girl. So she went uh, with you. She did. Well, when it's time for me to go, and she said, I'm going with you. I was like, are you sure? I say, yeah. You said that uh, whoever goes with. You. So you know, I was like, this girl is. I, you know, it 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 really. Um, it, it 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 showed me that she really loved me, that she was willing to go out to Samoa. So the motherland, right, huh? right, go back to the motherland, right? <laughs> yeah. So usually in these tattoo uh, coach V is you usually have a soa, which is it's a partner. So because the whole reason behind the soa is that when when you're getting tat and you're in pain. What, what the, the artist does, okay, then you, you rest while he, he goes to the other person. So they, they, they recommend that you do, you, you go with, with another partner to help you alleviate the pain, you know, while, while the other one's resting. But uh, I, I couldn't find anybody. So um, Stacy became my, my soul. Uh, right. She would just hold my hand there. And then the, uh, the artist, they call it Tufunga. They say, well, we can um, usually, if you if a, if a man can go through this by himself with that with you know with the pain, then we allow that. So I ended up you know just doing it because first of all I need to get back to the states. I you know I had a limited time. I got to come back and work. But uh, but Stacy ended up becoming my my soul at the time. So from there we got married here in uh, Carrollton, Texas, uh, Covenant Church. We started our family there and. Uh, 
you know, and then um, started the business. Stacy stayed home with the kids. She didn't have to work. I, you know, I went out and did my thing. And uh, we decided that it was best for us to raise our own kids rather than taking them to daycare. And, you know, we just heard a lot of, you know, stories about daycare and really, mm-hmm. I didn't want somebody raising my kids. You know, right. I want I want my wife to raise our kids. And if I could have the funds, the means to take care of my family, I would do it. And and I did that. I sacrificed and, uh, and, and became to where you work so hard and because of your family, but sometimes uh, we can work so hard, we kind of lose focus of the, the important things. And that's, you know, your wife, your kids, spending time with them. And sometimes we say, well, I'm working hard. That's love. You know, that's how we would say it to our, our, our wife. And to me, I realized later, it's like, you know, they want more than just that. You know, they just want your time. And, you know, it's life lessons that we learn sometimes too late. Um, but I had to, you know, that, that was part of this whole reason why we went separate ways, because I think I looked at it, I was so driven, you know, it's so much that um, you can lose focus of people coming across you that are looking to just, um, you know, want to talk to you, want, you know, and, and, and when you're so focused, driven sometimes a, a lot for me personally, that some people can view as somebody that's arrogant or, you know, uh, too confident, you know, so I've learned now that I'm learning to just stop, you know, but it's sad that's after the fact. And uh, so, but I'm going to keep going, you know, I'm going to keep going because that's a lesson that I can take from that and be thankful to Stacy and my kids that, you know what, they're in a better place, but I, God's not done with me yet. So I'm going to keep moving and make sure that now as I'm driven for my focus to where God wants me to go, me to be, I've got to be, I got to pay attention to those people coming through or the things that are coming and take time to say, okay, hold up, McCann, you know, it's, it's okay. Once you talk to this person, don't just brush them to the side, but pay attention and and be interested in people, really be interested Mm -hmm. in people. So it's, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot to, uh, you know, from my, my lesson and through this, this journey that I'm on, so to speak. So, but, um, yes. Yeah. And, and so we've had these conversations, right? McCann, the irony of success is that you have to be absolutely focused, totally immersed and not distracted, but in that focus, in that absolute laser focus that we could neglect and be blindsided by neglect, right? To just unpack that one more time about what the really the family wants is our time, affection, and our attention, right? That's what really that our families really want from us. And, and the irony is, especially like you were, you were the sole breadwinner um, at the time, but you felt like I, somebody has to do this, right? But there, there is, uh, people call it work-life balance. I call it priority and prioritizing. Touch that on, on that one more time. Like if you would have the opportunity to do it all again, that you would still have that focus, but design your life in such a way that you could both give to your success, but also afford yourself every opportunity to be successful in terms of your life fulfillment and family, your thoughts. Yeah. Well, you know, 
I really believe that life lessons, uh, sometimes you got to go through it to learn. Mm -hmm. There is a sacrifice and we can't say, well, I can't go back and fix this. And, you know, it's done. But what I could say is that, you know, to those that are listening, is that uh, you got to find a way to balance it. You know, uh, your home is top priority. Your mm -hmm. home is the first ministry. Before you can go out and minister to people or to help other people, uh, I really believe that your home, that's, that's your priority. You got to take care of home base first. Because if home base is not set, your wife, your kids, if it, that's out of whack, man, your whole life is out of whack. You know, I don't care how successful you become. But to me, I've learned that to all those who are entrepreneur, or those who are striving to have goals and aspiration, just like me, um, learn from my mistake and learn through my lessons is that it, it, that's, that's not, it's not worth it. It's not worth losing your family and your loved ones and, and, and your marriage. I really believe that take care of home base, uh, you know, love your wife and your kids, pay attention, make, uh, you know, date nights, uh, you know, date night with, with your wife and then with your daughter, with your son, you know, eat individually and together. So um, you, you have to get to a place where you value everybody and, and make them feel like they, they're, um, they're, they're worthy and, 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 and feel them, make them feel good about that. You love them. And because mm -hmm. it's not enough just going out there making bread and say, that's your love. I, I used to think like that. I thought right. about it. Like, hey, right. honey, I'm, I'm going out there busting, you know, all this. I mean, isn't that love? And it's like, we don't get it. It's like, no, that's love, but that's not the love that we're talking about. It's a different type of love. You know, they want your attention. They want your wife wants you to say, hey, honey, look at me in the eyes and just listen. Come home and listen mm. and, you know, pay attention. That's all they want. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. But we get so conditioned to be so driven that we have these blind spots. And, you know, I, I want to encourage those that are, you know, in this position of in their business that are up there, they're doing well. Um, take time to, you know, to really look at that, make sure your home is intact, make sure your wife, you know, you pay attention to her, your kids making that time, you know, time, that's, that's what spells love, right? Love equals time. I mean, so we hear that a lot. And that's, that's even more with the right now, everybody's working, working, there's no time. And they're trying to buy back their time, you right. know? I'm working. That's I'm changing my mindset now again. So, you know what? I want to get my time back. I want to, I don't want to be exchanging money for labor, working 20, you know, I want my time. So, you know, it's a, uh, uh, it's a decision we have to make to make sure that your home is intact and that mm -hmm. has to be priority top priority before anything else. And then everything else falls in place. I really believe that. So then the, so what happened was you and Stacy ended up separating. Is that what happened? Yeah, we ended up separating. And, uh, you know, I tried to come back, but, you know, the damage was already done and it was just hard. And I'm sure there was other factors that were, you know, that was involved in all this. And um, but we ended up trying to do our best to take care of our boys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not easy, you know, so sometimes too, um, you know, and divorces and 
you know, families, broken families, kids become also, uh, you know, it, it, you know, families could use kids as a, uh, you know, as, you know, as a, a weapon, weapon, almost weaponizing. Weapon, yeah, to weaponizing. And, you know, it, it, you know, and I'm sure I'm not the only, I'm not saying bad things about uh, Stacy, but it's just, this is a common thing that happens in families and, and, and any divorce. And, uh, and it's not just, it's, 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 it's a spiritual warfare that I look mm. at and, and I'm not blaming Stacy, but I'm telling people, I'm letting you know, there is a spiritual warfare that we fight every day, even now with, with this whole pandemic and with our political system, mm. it's, it's, it's bigger than just the physical that we see. The physical is just a manifestation of the spiritual battle that's mm -hmm. ha happening in the heavenly places. And, uh, and that's what happens. That's what the enemy comes to do, steal, kill, and destroy. And mm -hmm. he wants to go attack the family unit. The family unit is one of the first things he goes after. And when he can, when the enemy can do that, it throws off a lot of people and uh, a lot of chaos and a lot of just, you know, unfortunate things that happen. But uh, sometimes, in our lives, we learn from these lessons and it could be, you know, it, it, it just, you have to keep going and you can't have regrets, but know that you got to make peace, got to make peace with your, with your, with your, with your situation. And I'm thankful, uh, Coach V, that Stacy and I made peace before all this happened. So I don't know what I would do if we never got together and, and really made uh, amends on everything and about our kids. But I am thankful that uh, we came to that place um, to to just make our peace before it, before this happened. And uh, you know, I know that uh, I'm at peace with that, and I miss them every day. And uh, it's just one of those things that it's hard to explain to people. That um, and people ask me, "How are you going through it?" I say, "Well, one day at a time." Mm. But I do know my faith plays a big role, and uh, without it. I don't know how I will get through it and some really great people in my life. I have, I have tons of friends and uh, I, I I'm thankful that I was able to develop relationship. And that's like I said to you, relationship to me now is the top important part of my life right now. Uh, among anything else, my relationship with people is, is, is top priority is pinnacle in my life. And that's what I cherish. And that's what I value. And that's what I want to portray to people. And uh, the message, you know, to people is that we need each other. You know, you cannot go through this life by yourself. There is no way I thought I could, but you know what? No, you get to a point that you need, we need each other. And, and it comes down to the commandment, God's commandment, you know, love God with all your heart on mind. soul, but, also love your neighbor as yourself. So who's our neighbor? Is is our in everybody around us? Right. It's people, you know, from all walks of life, you know, uh, different, you know, category, different uh, race, different, you know, status. That's who our neighbor is, and uh, and I believe relationship is that key to success in life. I really believe that. So, and as we're recording on the fifth anniversary of that dramatic day. And this is one of the reasons why when I first met you, <clears throat> you came over to one of uh, my personal development conferences and we just connected right away because I was, I was going like, how can this guy be so nice? 
and and so easy to talk to. He's non-judgmental with all that you've gone through. And even in, in my conference, we have it on video where you're, you know, I'm like, well, you know, people talk about life is struggle, struggle is life, misery is optional. That, that, that there's a lot of theory behind that. And that's a great quote, you know, one of the top Coach V quotes nationally that businesses talk about to their people that I train, coach and, and teach, right? But you, from the very beginning when I met you, I'm like, man, this dude right here does not choose misery because you don't have an opportunity to fix it. Five years ago today, as we're recording, you know, the week before the Mono Motivation Monday that this is going to air on Island City from the Dash Radio Hollywood Studios, you lost it all. And you made peace with Stacy, but then you, your whole world, um, but yet you still move on every day. That has been really why I'm so and feel so connected to you because you're able to still be so kind. And, and people talk about, you know, V, how can you be so positive all the time? Well, one is because I've never seen shit positive come from being negative, right? And then that I'm good. I let go and let God. But I've never had to go through what you've been through, McCann. Can you talk the audience uh, through as we're connecting the dots? There's a lot of people watching that are going to see the promo of this. Uh, but could you just talk us through that day? What happened to McCann Jr.? And then taking some drugs to kind of help him alleviate that. And it led to what? What happened? So my son played basketball for Plano West and uh, he had a concussion one of the games and uh, he started, you know, changing his demeanor. And then another another incident happened. One of his own teammates knocked him, socked him in the back of that same area. And from there, it just I mean, my son wasn't the same. So we Stacy and I started trying to find ways to help him because. He was just, you know, he just didn't seem the same person, Coach V. He wasn't. And um, so we were, they were, they, we were told to take these different antidepressants. So they, we put them on antidepressants. And from there, it's just, I think that's when it really took a toll on him. And, and I've, I've actually had someone call me after this happened and, uh, you know, the lady told me, it's like, McCann, was your son, um, I, she said, I don't know you, but um, was your son on antidepressant? I said, yes, he was. And said, well, take a look at these videos and, uh, you know, and then let, we can talk. And said, I've been fighting pharmaceutical companies for years about, you know, these drugs that is altering these kids, you know, these parents. So these videos, Coach V, was parents killing their kids kids killing their parents it was like and she said the common denominator they were all on antidepressants so it really blew my mind it uh i mean i didn't know what else to do because i really realized that my that's not my son he was not like that and then i found out that uh basically when these people are on antidepressants when they're going through these uh mental they're actually they're they're in they're 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 in a nightmare. They're in a nightmare. They're actually acting out their nightmares, and they're sleepwalking basically. They're sleepwalking, mm. 
And then by the time they do that, they don't even realize until they woke up the next, you know, and the snap. And that's what happened to McCann. So I don't want to go through all the, you know, gruesome what happened to, but McCann took, um, he woke up one night and basically took the knife and uh, took his mom's life and took my younger son's life. And then he took his life. So it was April 8, 2016. My whole life just, I mean, it was just, I, it, the feeling of it was just, uh, I can't even explain it, but it was the most painful pain that I've ever felt. But, uh, you know, so during that time, you know, um, through this, this process, uh, I've just been trying to really get myself healthy because I say, God, there's no way I can get through this without you. So mm. uh, those who are listening that goes through these traumatic and uh, these experiences, but uh, in my personal uh, experience, I've learned to just um, detach from, I had to go somewhere and uh, move away from the noise and just trying to find myself again, but also spending quiet time with God and be around uh, people that, um, that just, I didn't want to be in the city. So I went to the mountains basically for about a year and a half just to find myself close to me and, uh, and slowly, you know, God was just healing me and, and going through the grieving. But uh, I knew, I knew that that this is not God. This was not an act of God. I, I believe that we live in a uh, in a broken system. You know, we live in a jacked up system right now in this world. Um, and I'm not I'm not going to blame God for this. You know, uh, but I really know that when I get to heaven, I'll talk to God. You know, right now, asking what happened. But you know what? I'm not going to blame anybody. So I've learned to just accept the situation and and. And, and, and that like that song, it is well with my soul. And uh, I, I just left it to God and said, God, just get me through this. And I know that God has a strategic plan for my life, Coach V. And for something like this to happen to somebody, to a person like me, um, there's got to be something that comes out of this. And, uh, and through this process, I've learned to, to kind of reestablish the, my business, my mindset of things that God already spoke to me about, you know, with businesses and, and different uh, parts of my life. And uh, they're coming back, but they're coming back in, in a way where I can approach it differently and, 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 and more of not me trying to do it all, but really trusting God through the t- his timing and, and, and through these times that I'm healing. I got to go through the healing, but God's timing is perfect. So I really believe that my life is getting ready to take on a whole nother life, uh, mm. another level. And I believe that this pain that I've gone through, that I can use this pain to really portray what God's purpose is for my life. So I'm on this journey now to be honest with you. I'm looking at, you know, my, the word that comes to my mind and my, my, my personality is like, Purpose-driven life, speak life, mm. uh, you know, faith, hope, and love. So these are words and these are phrases that are continuing in my life. And every day I think about it because really that is my story. You know, it is my story. And uh, so um, I'm just taking one day at a time and uh, learning to know that relationship and know that God's timing is perfect 
And uh, I just need to just allow God to, uh, you know, lead me and direct my, my step instead of me trying to do it all. So, but, uh, but that's where I'm at right now, Coach D. So, but uh, definitely this lesson or this life uh, uh, journey that I'm on, um, if anything, I want to encourage people that whatever you are going through in your life, I don't care what it is, whatever it is, what struggle, whatever it is, loss of loved ones or a job or um, just, you know, mental health, whatever it is, I'm encouraging you that, uh, that if I'm here, you can do it. So keep, don't give up. Don't give up hope. Find people, find a group of people, people that you trust, do life with other people and seek help. Don't mm. think you can do it on your own. There's no way I could do this on my own. I'm so blessed. I have so many friends, Coach V, that, that welcome me to. When I go there and visit, they welcome me in. And it just, you know, I bring something that they, they bless me, but they also say, McCann, we're blessed to see you because you're an, motiva- you're an, you're an inspiration to us because mm-hmm. look at your life and we, we just shake our head. How are you doing this? And then, you know, and then in my life, I, I believe I, I just live my life where I can't give up and I got to keep living. People, you got to keep living. Don't stop. Because, mm. You know, that's the key is don't keep keep doing one one day at a time, but keep living. Because I believe that as I try to do that for myself, Coach V, there's people watching and they're inspired by it. I may not know. But I just believe that if I can just be a role model to just just live me, do me, and, and try to live each day like it's my last day, be an encouraging to others, and hopefully my story can be a, a story that can save somebody's life, you know, and inspire somebody out there. So, um, so I know that I have to that that this whole journey I'm on, there's a purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. There's a purpose behind it. And, and really, it's about people. It's about helping others and um, encouraging one another because we all need it. I need it. You need it. We all need that. You know, so uh, I just hope that uh, people that are listening be encouraged. You can do this. Find some good people around you and uh, have a relationship with God. That's another big deal. That's you got to have that spiritual base to help you cope through all this stuff, you know, that we're going through. And uh, you're not alone. You are not alone. And uh, so that's that's why um, the, the foundation Tell My Story Challenge that, that I mentioned to you that I'm on, um, I'm, I'm, all, all, I'm all in with that because I really believe that people need to talk about, they need an outlet. They need to mm. talk about how they cope with their stress or their mental health because there might be somebody out there that need that, you know? So uh, all we're doing is just tell your, your cope mechanism on how you cope with your stress or mental health and then share it. And then eventually somebody else feels comfortable say, oh, I didn't know that that person had. So we're just trying to normalize it and take a preventative approach instead of waiting until something happens. Then, you know, all these organizations out there talking about mental health, well, they're, they're focusing on after the fact that somebody killed themselves. And it's like, well, we're going to focus on the preventative. If we can get mm-hmm. people to talk, 
because that's what happened. These people, they don't have any place to go. They get isolated. And then eventually they get to that deep state where they just take their life. You know, they don't have any other option. So that's, that's what tell my story challenges. And that's part of my story that uh, as being part of the co-founders, uh, we're going to take that to Samoa. We're going to take it uh, anywhere and tell our story. And hopefully people could, uh, you know, realize that they're not alone, but there's help out there. You just have to reach out. And um, so, but that's where I'm at right now, Coach. Coach V. Yeah, yeah. And, and McCann, that's why I wanted to, to, one, years ago in my first live seminar, my biggest one yet, right? That was a Coach V event. So I speak to companies, organizations, and nonprofits, uh, county, city, national agencies all over the country via Zoom or in person. But that was my first live event. I had over 100 people there. And this is, is also the reason why I invited you to come up to the Coach V show here on Island City is because of the fact that perspective. Because I, I hear a lot of people, right, as being a success coach. And my, my clients know, don't whine, complain, and blame with Coach V now, right? Because I just feel like we have so much to be grateful for. But you are always like, the beacon of light in terms of my prime example to people and is the reason why I had you stand in front of 100 plus people at my first live seminar and then here on the Coach V show is just to give some people perspective as they're whining and complaining about some shit that's petty and I'm not trying to discount what people are going through right McCann you know what I mean we're not trying to do that here but we're just trying to say is have some perspective because here's, here's uh, an uso of mine that in a blink of an eye, everything can change for everybody, but it, it, it has for him. And so if this cat can have the courage, and he just said it, he doesn't have it all together. He doesn't have all the answers. He's just trying to impact other people and be, be an example. But sometimes you just have to take it one minute at a time. And for those of us that are whining, complaining, and blaming about shit that really has no real relevance and that you're just doing so because of you lack the maturity or the mental capacity to ha handle what you're going through. Let me show you a brother right here that's really going through some stuff. It's been five years from now. We're recording on the fifth anniversary and we talked about it and I was just like, okay, let's see if, uh, you know, I, I texted you this morning. I, I really wasn't sure if, if you were going to be all good or not. And, and, you know, thank you to you. Uh, for your courage, McCann, for your example, right? Because that's what Marianne Williamson says, you know, in that poem that, you know, um, is that when we become the very best that we can be and have the audacity to do so, we now, now um, give others permission that see us to do the same, right, McCann? And that's why when I asked you to come on the show, um, and we've talked about this, you know, for a while, and then, you know, maybe thinking about coming on when the, when the studio opens. But I just feel like today, with all that's going on, with the political climate, with the economy, with these gun laws, I mean, everybody's focused on the negatives and what they don't like. McCann, tell the world your story in terms of what your message is about, hey, there's a lot of things we might not like, but there's so much to be grateful for. 
And that's why I always see you as the beacon of light and the example of that. Like life is struggle, struggle is life. Misery is optional. Here's a cat that lives that every day. Now, Coach V is the author of that quote, and I got my struggles too, but nothing. When I talk about perspective, that really a brother like this can show us as an example every day. And so in that, McCann, you have the floor, three to four minutes. Like, what's your message to the world? McCann, about mental health, about being grateful, about having the courage that even though you want to, to be kind to somebody else, despite the shit that you're going through. Come on, McCann, right? Yeah. We all are going through something, but that level of kindness in some instances are missing. And I hear people talk about stories all the time. I'm just fortunate not to have sorry ass people like that in my life, right? That are overly judgmental, that are always negative, whining, complaining, and blaming. Martha and I, and my wife and I, and the kids and I, we have amazing people that have the courage that in spite of what they're going through, they still chase after their goals like McCann. Like I met McCann and he told me his story and he's still trying to do multi-million dollar deals. He's still trying to go run for Congress uh, for, and represent Samoa. He still has got these audacious things, right? And, and so what's your message to the world about why you are like that and what people should consider in terms of perspective and facing their daily challenges, their life struggle, their adversities, their failures, their setbacks, and even more so their own self-doubt, McCann. Let's start there. Yeah. Thanks, Coach, uh, Coach V. Um, if, if I have one thing or uh, a base that could help open up your minds out there, uh, I have to say this, to be honest, that um, my personal relation with Christ mm. is what opens everything up because once you find out who you are in Christ, you're, you, you, you start to understand who you are as a person. You know, everything that we talk about um, and, and everything in the Bible that, you know, that, that's there, it, it's a roadmap to life. Mm -hmm. You know, all these speakers and all these people out there doing business and entrepreneur, if you really look at them, those are all written in the Bible. The, you know, principles. yes, sir. All, all everything I talk everything. about. Everything. Hey, nothing yes, new sir. under yes, the sir. sun, coach. I mean, hey, nothing. God already had a plan. And 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 if I have to encourage those, you know, the, the Bible is, is such a powerful uh roadmap that if we take the time to really understand read and 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 get to know and have that relationship with God it opens up everything because everything that we experience right now it's people don't realize it's not in the physical it's it's spiritual warfare there is spiritual warfare and that's the manifestation of how we treat each other, whether good or bad, is because there's spiritual warfare that we're in. It's good against evil, bad against, I mean, dark and light. And if we can understand that, it'll help us learn how to love our neighbors, mm. how to treat people kind and not, you know, love one another, um, be honest with integrity, doing business. All those things is a byproduct to me of a relationship with Christ because that's where it all comes from. That's where light, that's where good, that's where prosperity, all these good words that we talk about being prosperous, being love and uh, faith, hope, um, 
it all comes from that personal relationship with Christ. And I'm not perfect. I'm not saying I'm perfect, y'all. Oh, I'm a pastor's kid. Yes, sir. I'm with you, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm a kid, so you know what they say about those guys, you know? <laughs> They're the worst of the worst, so I rebel like crazy. And uh, knowing, my, you know, some of my part of my life, you know, being a dancer, you know, it's like before Magic Mike, there was Magic Mac, you know? So, yeah, Return of the <laughs> Mac. Tell them, tell them, tell them. So, so, so tell them. Uh, so I'm, I'm just saying, I'm being real here that, uh, you know what, there is nobody perfect. And um, so I really believe that having that good foundation, uh, your love, it opens up everything else. I mean, to me, that's the key to loving people, uh, building a successful business, having relationship, uh, having a good marriage, having loving your kids, loving one another. So to me, that's the best advice that I can give y'all to be honest from my heart that to me will open up the doors and really help all of you out there to be encouraged and know mm -hmm. that that's how I'm able to get through this. There's no way I get through life by myself or just in the physical realm. I, I have a connection with God. I, you know, I have my time with them and I read and I try, and then I have people, I have friends. So uh, you can't do life by yourself. So God's put all these people around us, you know, your friends, your family, find a good, Find good people in your life that you can share your life and do life together. But uh, so that's to to uh, to give you guys encouragement. What my story's been, you know. Um, sorry about that. You know, um, I'm basically that's that's what it is. To, uh, awesome. Have that personal relationship with Christ, and I I don't I don't you know I'm not going to downplay that at all because to me that is that's the truth. That's the truth. Even through my faults, through my flaws and imperfection, um, that I always come back to that because that's what makes me feel good, and that's what also helps me to be able to uh, keep living. You know, keep having that purpose and know that God has a plan for all of us. Everybody has a different gift and plan, but you know, we're all we all have a purposeful life if you choose that. And if you work hard and never give up and uh, trust this whole process. So um, that's, that's it coach. That's, uh, that's everything in the shell, man. So, so McCann uh, and, and to the audience, uh, we're, we're here now. We're going to put McCann through two questions on the coach V hot seat, because this hour went by fast dropping <laughs> some life lessons for you, some behavioral models and some, uh, some processes, protocols, and, and procedures, approaches to life leadership and business about just handling uh, some of the struggles that you're facing. We're going to give uh, McCann here two questions. McCann, we only have a limited amount of time, so you get 30 seconds to respond to this. Life is struggle. Struggle is life. Misery is optional. 30 seconds. What's your response to that? Keep living. Um, wake up. Take one day at a time. Uh, be thankful, be grateful, have a good attitude, um, be kind to one another, and don't ever give up. Don't give it whatever struggles you're going through. Look at me. I've been through it. So if I can do it, you can do it. So don't give up. Be around good people. Find good people that you trust. It doesn't have to be a whole bunch of people. It can be just two or three. That's it. Um, 
and go for it. Whatever your dreams, what you want in your life, don't let anybody tell you different. Go for it. It doesn't even matter what they say because you're going to get that anyway. So keep living. Um, trust the process. Know that everything is timing. And actually, it's God's timing. So keep living and uh, live a purposeful life. I like that. And then lastly, it's a scripture that says, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 30 seconds for Ken. What's your thought on that on the Coach B hot seat? Well, God's given us a life, a choice to choose whatever we choose. And uh, it's up to you. It's up to you to make that uh, choice. And uh, we, we all have gifts as well. It's up to you. It's a choice to use it or not. And because if you don't use it, there's other people that could actually be blessed by it you know so um and god can take that away as well if you don't use it the scripture talks about it we there's a parable of the you know uh, of the talent and uh mm. you know if you you know if you don't use your talent uh it'll be taken away and uh but not only that you, you're doing injustice to what you can do to help somebody else mm. so um Find yourself and go out there and, and just be somebody's friend or help somebody. We all need it. There's somebody that needs your help and you're valuable and don't feel like you're, you're not. God's creator is equal and we all have a gift and uh, use it for good. Use it for others. Thank you, McCann. And thank you again for coming on the Coach V Show, Brother McCann. And to everybody out there visiting and watching, and for, if you're a first-time listener, we're here every Mono Motivation Monday here on Island City on Facebook Live and on my YouTube channel. So go ahead and subscribe there so you can catch every show. And every Tuesday, uh, the newest episode of the Coach V Show will be on the Coach V Podcast on Spotify. Thank you again, McCann. And thank you to everyone who's watching. And McCann and I are not trying to tell you what to believe or who to believe in. We are both unapologetically Christian and really in that Christian, not religion per se, but right relationship, right McCann, that you create a personal relationship with who it is that you believe in. If you find that sanctity, that joy, peace, happiness, fulfillment, love, and then you find that in the Quran or in Buddhism or whatever it is that you believe, have at it. We just know that this has what has really enlightened us. And we do subscribe that only, only Jesus is the way in the life. And that's what we subscribe to, but that you find something that could be the anchor to your life, leadership and business. And also the next life that happens for all of us because death Though there are all kinds of miracles that we can do with the blessings that God has given us all, death is undefeated against everyone except for the Jesus it is that McCann and I both subscribe to. In that, it is of great importance for each of us to better ourselves, just not for the sake of success, but for the sake of being our best. In doing so, we realize the best of our abilities and that everything and anything that you dream and will work for can be achieved. This is how this success coach, keynote speaker, author, and Hollywood radio show host lives 
all about faith and family, grateful for God's amazing grace. Thank you so much for tuning in for your radio show for personal development. And this is your boy McCann and Coach V here signing off on the Coach V Show where iron sharpens iron together. We rise. One love to you all. God bless. Until next Modern Motivation Monday, your brother McCann here and Coach V. Peace. Peace.